Roadie fans, welcome back to episode 11 to Ball with B-Show. I'm your host, Gavin B-Show. Today is a special A-10 edition tournament special, whatever you want to call it. Um, Roadie is the 8th seed. We'll talk about this later. We have tons of stuff to talk about. Conference tournaments, Power 5 conference tournaments, um, the NCAA tournament, which is coming up right around the corner in a week. So... We'll get right into it. We're going to start off, first of all, before we get into anything, UMass versus URI, senior day. Uh, great game. I was there. URI just, I don't know how to recap, but just obliterated um, UMass. They got to a really, really quick start. Went up 42-18 um, late first half. Uh, and it got to 54-25 by halftime. URI cruised 94-75 final. Great game by URI. Fats Russell, 27 points. Player of the game, of course, again. Also, a co-player of the game, Will Levitin, two points in his final game. Um, he brings energy to this URI team, and I love him on the bench. He has so much energy off. But yeah, Fats Russell, 25 points. 27 points, 10 for 15 from the field, 1 for 3 from 3. That doesn't matter because you I went 3 for three for 11 from 3, but shot 68% from the field. Unbelievable. Cyril had 21 points, 10 boards as well. That one had 17 points. Off the bench, Ryan Preston had 12 points. It's a great game for URI to end the season off and go into their next game, which is tomorrow at 12 o'clock. So, yeah, they held... Um, UMass to 44% from three, which doesn't sound like good, but it's pretty good. Um, UMass is a great shoot, three-point sh- shooting team. <laughs> My bad on that. And 50% from the field. Defense was all right, but still. Um, got an alert there about some college basketball stuff. But URI, only 10 turnovers, uh, only 16 fouls committed, 12 steals. So... Just a great game by Rody overall, and the perfect game you want going to a conference tournament. So, yeah, we're going to get into, before we get into the 8th tournament and all that stuff, we're going to get into, of course, the, um, actually let's get right into the um, preview of the A-10 tournament in the bracket. So, for the A-10, you have the one seed at VCU. You have the two seed at Davidson. This is how it all played out. The three seed with Dayton. St. Bonnie at the four seed, which I don't know how they got that one. They started, they were four and nine coming to conference play, and they ended up 12 and six. So unbelievable by them. George Mason grabs the five seed. Duquesne gets the six. Saint, no, wait. St. Louis gets the six. Duquesne drops the seventh. Rhode Island have the eighth at nine and nine. The South, ninth, who they will play. St. Joe's at the 10th, Richmond at the 11th, UMass at the 12th, George Washington at the 13th, and Fordham bringing up the rear at the 14th. I, said, I, might, have said, I might have said George Washington at the 14th, I meant 13th, but yeah. Um, so a couple games have gone on, not like gone on, but like a couple games have been played in the A-10 tournament. You had Fordham-Richmond, a great game. Fordham won 52-50 with a game-winning bucket by, uh, I think it was Nathan Ko after a great assist from um, um, Jacob Gilliard. And George Washington 
ended up pulling it out against UMass. I think it was 68-64. Free throw is just a problem at the end of the game in overtime for UMass. So, yeah. The schedule for the A-10 is, let's check it out. Tomorrow, first game at 12 o'clock is URI LaSalle. And then you have George Washington, George Mason. So the winner of Uriah LaSalle will play VCU. The winner of George Mason, George Washington, will go on to play St. Bonaventure. The winner of St. Joe's Duquesne at 6 o'clock will play uh, Davidson. And the winner of St. Joe's Richmond, the 8.30 nightcap game, will play Dayton. So now that we got that all out, you have a lot of possibilities for URI and future opponents. But before we get into any further into A10, um, into the A10, we're gonna talk A10 awards. So yesterday, the A10 uh, basketball awards came out, and a lot of controversy from many different areas across the board. So we're gonna start with the Player of the Year, John Axel Goodmanson. Well deserved. Um, he was really good this year. He, he, um, he led Davidson to where they are right now. So I think part of this success is due to John Axel Goodmanson. And the first team, 810 first team, is John Axel Goodmanson, Kellen Grady, Obi Topin, Courtney Stockard, and I'm forgetting one more. And Marcus Evans. Marcus Evans from BCU. Um, player of the year, John Goodmanson. Coach of the year, Mike Rhodes. Rookie of the year, Obi Topin. As he's in the first team, so yeah. Javon Best, defensive player of the year. Debatable. Most improved, Justin Keir. Debatable. A-10-6 man, Tavian Dunmartin. So, it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of controversy because there's a lot of players that could have fit in that first team. People like Marcus Santos Silva, Cyril Angevine, and for Kellen Grady. Um, Cyril did get all uh, defensive team uh, with Jacob Gilliard, Oshana Suni, Javon Bess, and Hassan French. Again, well-deserving of that defensive team. But first team, I think that Cyril should have gotten, I think, got snubbed. But, and also, many Richmond fans think uh, Jake Gilliard got snubbed. So, a lot of controversy there. Second team, 8-10 second team, Ke- Justin Keir, Shirley Angevine, Jacob Gilliard, Charlie Brown Jr., and Javon Best. Now, the thing I don't get is how Jeff Dowen didn't get th- at least third team because he had the same amount of good stats as Kellen Grady with a better two-point percentage and three-point percentage. And Kellen Grady got first, uh, first team. So, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, he did get all academic team. Doesn't really it, it means something, but it's like one of that, those awards where like they give it out. Um, most improved Justin Keir. I think not because I'm biased. I think he should have been Cyril Angevine. Coming off the bench last year, now he's a starter and he's averaging eight points uh, more game and averaging four more fouls game. So I believe that he should 
be in that, um, not conversation, but he should have that award, I, I think, personally. So, that's that for the A-10 awards. Kind of short. But back into bracket, URI, if they do beat LaSalle, would play VCU, but they can't play VCU without beating LaSalle. So let's get right into LaSalle. They, um, of course, led by Pookie Powell, six-year, um, shoots 35% from three, 41% from the field, averages 15.4 points a game. Let me check. I'm pretty sure he didn't get on a team. No, he wasn't uh, voted, which is kind of shocking coming to this um, season. He was very heavily favored uh, to get one of those at least. Um, Isaiah Diaz, 12.1 points per game, 35% from three, 36% from the field. Sal Freery, 41% from three. Jack Clark, 41% from three. So they have four to five really good three-point shooters, which helps this team, uh, of course, win games. And this is what they weren't doing. They started off uh, 0-10, 0-11, and due to they're not just shooting well. Defense is collapsing. Shooting is not good. But now since they picked up their shooting, they start winning a couple games. I saw against Rhode Island, the first time they played them, they went up 7. They went up quick against Rhode Island due to the fact that they made tons of threes. And then once you right cracked down on that, they went like on a 20-0 run, um, took advantage, could have won by like 15, but a couple bogus like chuck up threes and free throws at the end made it 11 point victories I think it was 78-67 or I think it could have been that it could have been 68-57 but nevertheless they can shoot threes um that's their really big talent or special their height um Pookie Powell is 6 foot um Chetty Mosley, grad transfer from BU, he's 6'3". So, and their forwards, um, Sal, uh, the guard, Salfiri, 6'4". Uh, Jack Clark, 6'8", guard. So, yeah, they have a tall guard in Jack Clark. Um, Isaiah Diaz, 6'6", guard. So, they have some tall guards, but their forwards, you have um, Ed Crosswell at 6'8". He gets 6.8 boards a game, so that's something to look out for. Jared Kimbrough, 6'8". So they have pretty much only have three, four, th- three or four real forwards. They have C and Sullivan. I don't really know if he plays. He's a sophomore. He's seven two, but I don't think he does. So they got like three or four forwards on their team. The rest are guards, and they have people like Pookie Powell who are fast, explosive, and shoot. Or they have like Sal Furry. They have Ed Croswell, not Ed Croswell, uh, Isaiah Diaz, Jack Clark. People who are uh, tall and they can shoot. So. That's the um, scoop on LaSalle. Heavy three-point shooting team. or They're really good at shooting threes. So if you or I can stop that, um, press up, play good man-to-man defense, run in transition, have good half-court defense, shoot the ball like they have been the last couple games, they should be fine. They should be fine. It's a big should. Because the A-10 tournament, games have been close. It's the Barkley Center. Anything can happen. Like, literally Anything could happen in the Barclays Center in the A-10 tournament. So if you right, were to win that game, I'm not saying they're automatic because it's not. It's never like that. But you got to look at their next opponent, which would be number one seed, VCU. They're the team that has everything to lose because they are the one seed. Um, 
If they do win against LaSalle, it's going to be a repeat flip-flop of last year where URI was the one seed and BCU was the eight seed. Now you have URI at the uh, eight seed and BCU at the one seed. Of course, Marcus Evans, 14.2 points a game. Uh, unbelievable player. Marco Santos Silva, 9.5 points a game, but averaged seven boards a game. He's an absolute monster on the boards. Um, Evans also have <clears throat> very good on defense. Averages 1 point steals a game. Um, 3.3 assists. Nothing to be scared about, but he's an all-around player. Deontay Jenkins, 11.3 uh, points a game. He's probably their best three-point shooter. Uh, one of them, at least. Um, 34%. They can shoot free throws very well. Isaac Van, 11 uh, points per game. 82% from free throw line. They can all shoot pretty well, or the people that play, shoot pretty well from uh, three. But, again, Marcus Santa Silva, you've got to box him out. And someone that may not get all the mention, um, Vince Williams. He has been in these situations. Same with Sean Mobley. They come off the bench. Uh, I think Vince Williams might start. He, I think he does. I don't. I think he does, though. Actually, you no. Know, he doesn't start. I'm confused. <laughs> um, he has 15 minutes per game, but he has experience. So, if anything happens... um. Like, he starts having some great games. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I know he averaged only 4.8 games, but he's been with his team for a long time. He was with his team two years ago when they lost. So, yeah, he's had a lot of experience and something to look out for. Because that's if that if there's one thing you need in the A-10 tournament, it's experience. And this, I know this URI team's young, but you have people like Jeff Dowden, Cyril, who have all been in um, the A-10 uh, championship the last two years. That was last year, so they kind of know the gist and how it works, which is also uh, really well for URI. Already, 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 Rams, 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 already, Rams, already, Rams, already, Rams. Whoop. All right, <laughs> so then if they win that, they play either a combination of teams. We'll, we'll do a short rundown on them. They play either George Mason, uh, George Washington, or St. Bonaventure. If we're saying Bonaventure, you got to look at Courtney Soccer, Kyle Lofton, Oshana Suni, three great players for um, St. Bonaventure, George, George Mason. You have Otis Livingston, um, Justin Keir. Uh, the guy come, I forget his name. It's something green or Jordan. I forget, but great player there. George Washington, you have Missoula. You have Jack Clark. You have, not Jack Clark, Maceo Jack, uh, DJ Williams. So, yeah. And if they win with that game, they would play at one. Oh, no, if they went to the San Francisco beat VCU, which is um, the noon game on Friday, they would play one of those teams at 1 on Saturday. And then if they were to go to the championship at 1 o'clock on CBS, they'd either play Duquesne, St. Joe's, St. Louis, Richmond, Dayton, or Davidson. Richmond, of course, you have um, Nathan Ko, Grant Golden, Jacob Gilliard. If they get hot, they're a team that, I know they're 11 seed, but they're a team that can really um, shoot the three ball well, especially Jacob Gilliard. So, they're one of those teams that um, are primed to be an upset um, Cinderella team in the a tournament. St. Joe's, of course, you have um, Charlie Brown Jr. Charlie Brown Jr. Charlie Brown Jr. He, really good. He's, he's pretty much A-10 player of the year until he had a rough ending um, of the season. But, yeah. Duquesne, they got a lot of great players on their team. Great shooters. Um, uh, great post players. So, Duquesne is probably the all-around, uh, one of the best all-around teams in the league. Davidson, you have um, Jag, uh, Kellen Grady, 
No Rusty, because he graduated last year, but nevertheless, they have Jag, Kellen Grady, Luke Frampton, Luka Brahovich, Brajovich, I think. I don't know how to say his name. And then you have St. Louis, we have Javon Bess, Tavian Dunmartin, uh, Tremaine Isabel Jr., Hassan French, so great players on St. Louis too. And you have Dayton with Obi Topin, Josh Cunningham, Jalen Crutcher, Jordan Davis. So deep teams, deep teams on the other side of the bracket. And I can't wait to see how this plays out on that side because you have teams like Duquesne are very deep, Davidson, uh, Dayton, St. Louis. So it's going to be great to see that unfold. So when you or I won that seven-game losing streak, I thought they weren't survive. They wouldn't survive. And the fact they're on a four-game winning streak ending the season off, going to the A-10 tournament, is right where they want to be. If they can win one to two games the A-10 tournament, I mean, successful season right there. If you can go 17 and 15, 10 and 10 in the A10, um, of course you you're supposed to be higher. You're ranked a little higher, but with the rough uh, rough patch and the inexperience you had to come out 10 and 10, 17 and 15, where you beat LaSalle and Lucy VCU. Not saying they will automatically, but that's a great year for David Cox, and um, that's something you can applaud, especially with that um, new group coming in with Greg Hammond. The transfer, Antoine Walker, Mario Madding, Mikai Long. The best class in the 8-10, again, second straight year. So, again, great job by David Cox this season. Now, I'll kind of be a little skeptic if they do lose to the South just because they, they should win. Not saying they absolutely won't. Again, I always say that because you never know. But if they do beat VCU, if they beat VCU, of course I really want them to go to the championship and win. Which, if they beat VCU, I think they can go all the way to the championship. Like, uh, people I know are like, hey, I mean, they're on a four-game win streak. They're shooting hot. They're peaking at the right moment. They can go all the way, which I don't disagree with. So, they can really, even though VCU's on like a 14-game win streak, um, you rise the last game they did lose to. So, watch out for that. <laughs> and um, the sky's the limit for you, Ryan, in the 8-10 tournament. Uh, they, I don't, um, not that I wouldn't be surprised, but, like, I can see them lose to LaSalle tomorrow. I, um, but I can see them beat LaSalle by, like, 20 points. I can see them lose by a ton to VCU, but I can also see them beat them, because they have, and they're on a win streak, and they're shooting well, and the defense steps up, make a couple plays, get a couple steals, half-court defense is prime, the sky's the limit. And, I mean that, I mean A-10 champs. So, I know since 2006 and 19 hasn't even touched the roof of the championship, but I'm just saying there's possibilities. So, I think that's going to do it for the A-10 talk um, of the tournament. And we're going to get um, into, before we get into the Power 5 conferences and the tournaments, we're going to get into auto bids. And the NCAA tournament next week. So the selection shows on Sunday. NCAA tournament starts, I think, Tuesday, Wednesday with the playing games. Thursday, Friday with the first round, second round. And then Saturday, Sunday with um, the second round. So I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. And, again, not a lot of love for mid-majors. Because you see a lot of ones getting upset. Uh, St. Mary's beat Gonzaga. Belmont lost. Northern Kentucky beat Wright State. So good teams like Lipscomb, Wright State probably won't get in the tournament because they're mid-majors and they'll give te- teams like Indiana or Clemson. Not that there's a problem with that. I just think that there should be more mid-majors. 
I was watching the St. Mary's Gonzaga game, and Dick Vitale says something that kind of I liked. Where there's thirty, there's thirty six at large bids. At least eight of them should go to mid major teams. Because he was saying like you have teams that are twenty five and six, twenty four and seven, and then you have teams that are sixteen fifteen that are gonna make it over those teams. So I believe that there should be um, a certain number of bids that go to mid majors because again these teams breed college basketball. Um, without them, there'd be no college basketball. Not that they won't compete college basketball, but mid major is the foundation college basketball it's the grassroots it's the ogs it's the we're not in the power five conference so we don't get um recognized until conference and tourney time but and again um before we go on to these um auto bids which are mostly mid-major teams cinderella stories happen due to mid-major teams they create buzz cinderella stories all stuff happens because of cinderella's teams cinderella story teams um, auto bids, Fairleigh Dickinson in the NEC, North Dakota State in the Summit League, Northeastern won last night or the night before that. Last night in the CAA, Northern Kentucky won the Horizon League. Um, St. Mary's upset Gonzaga last night for the WCC championship. Wofford, number twenty, Wofford, twenty four, uh, twenty nine and four. They kind of they remind me of URI last year. Pretty like in the mid high teens. Uh, mid to high to low 20s, mid to high to teens to low 20s, and they can shoot the three ball very, very well. I think they're second in the nation in shooting three ball behind Lehigh, but they did beat Monmouth to um, win the MAC final. Murray State with John Morant, who I prayed to get in because he's really good. Um, they won, they beat Belmont. Gardner Webb won the Big South, sadly. I really wanted Campbell to win that with um, Clemens. To get in there, but of course, nothing that you want happens doesn't always happen. Well, yeah. So I really want Chris Clemens to win the Big South, but it just didn't end up happening. Bradley won the um, MVC, and Liberty won the ASUN tournament. And all the rest are yet to be decided. So let's get into NCAA Power 5 conference tournaments. We will start with the ACC as, I don't know, they're first in algebraic, not algebraic, alphabetic order. Had a couple games last night. And you had, well, not last, yesterday, you had Miami, Wake Forest, Miami would prevail. Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, 78-71. Pitt, BC, Pitt destroyed BC. It was only a 10-point uh, victory, but I think it was like a 20-point, 25-point game at one point. Till today, you had a couple good games. Uh, right now, you have Louisville-Notre Dame, where you have Louisville lead 36-27. You have Virginia Tech beat Miami by 15. You had that Clemson-NC State game, where NC State um, got a couple calls go their way. I will admit, Clemson did get robbed. And only 16 points for Clemson in the second half. And they lost 59-58. And they have Pitt-Syracuse tonight. And, again, I was watching that in class, not in class, after school, the Clemson-NC State game. You had a reaching call that shouldn't have been, and then a foul on a shot call that shouldn't have been. So I was looking at the bracket right now. 
you have the winner of that NC State Clemson game play Virginia tomorrow at 12:30. You had the winner. You have Virginia Tech play Florida State tomorrow at 2:30. You have the winner of the Notre Dame Louisville game to play North Carolina. In the winner of that Pitt Syracuse game will play Duke. The winner of that Duke Pitt Syracuse game will play the winner of that North Carolina Notre Dame Louisville. Um, the winner of the Florida State Virginia Tech will play the winner of Virginia uh, NC State. Um, the winner of those games will go on to their respective championships, where the North Carolina Duke side will have one um, suitor, and the Virginia Florida State side with double by will have their kind of side champion. So that championship will be Sunday, Saturday night at eight thirty. And now we're going to look on to the Big Ten, which is. I really like this conference right now. Um, the competitiveness as it goes. The tournament did start today. You have one game going on right now. You have Rutgers in Nebraska. 47-46. Rutgers leads. So, yeah, very close. And you have Northwestern Illinois. Now, something about the Big Ten, there's teams that are not the best, like Nebraska, Rutgers, Northwestern, Illinois. But when those teams play each other, you're going to have some really, really good games, which is great to see. So, yeah, you have that. Those two games on tonight. You have a couple games tomorrow, and I can't see how this. I can't wait to see how this plays out. This tournament because of how competitive the uh, the teams are. So for the bracket, I'll say you have Nebraska Rutgers. Where that plays Maryland. Where that plays Wisconsin, and then you have Indiana Ohio State tomorrow at eleven thirty. Where that plays Michigan State. Where that plays the Wisconsin. Um. um Side, not the Wisconsin side, but their little quadrant. You have Penn State, Minnesota tomorrow plays Purdue. You have Northwestern Illinois, where that game plays Iowa. The winner of that game would go on to play Michigan. So then you have Michigan and Purdue uh, with the three and four, two and three seeds on their side, and we have Michigan State and Wisconsin leading their side at the one and four seeds. Championship is two thirty is two thirty on Sunday, and yeah. Next is the Big 12, where Kansas, of course, didn't get the, um, the regular season title for like the first time, like, I don't know, how many years, like 13 or 14. First games were today, Oklahoma State, TCU's on right now, where TCU leads 53-34, and then tonight at 9, you have West Virginia, Oklahoma. With the Big, 10, uh, Big 12 tournament bracket, you have, here we go. You have the TCU Oklahoma State winner playing the number one seed Kansas State. The winner of that um, um, quadrant would play the winner of Baylor Iowa State. This is weird how they do it. They have the four five play the winner of the one eight nine. I've never seen that. Oh well, because they only have ten teams, so they don't have like um eleven and fourteen to play that. So that, that actually makes sense. So you have the four five play. Um, because more teams usually have more than 10, um, but it's what it is. You have Kansas play Texas. That's going to be a great game tomorrow at 8 o'clock. The winner of that game plays the winner of Oklahoma, West Virginia, Texas Tech. So you have Texas Tech and Kansas leading there, um, on their side, on one side, and then you have Baylor and Kansas State on the other, leading with the seeding. So a couple potential great games, Kansas, Texas Tech, of course, is a great game to catch. 
And I really, I really want a Sunflower Showdown, you know, rematch with Kansas and Kansas State. Of course, the first game was at Kansas. Kansas won by like 16 or 13, something around in the teens in that area. So I'd love to see a rematch of that. Baylor would be fine, but I really would like to see a Kansas State. Kansas. Um, Big 12 championship game. Because that can... Um, uh, right now, Kansas State is pretty high, and if they won that big, if they win this Big Twelve championship, they'll go higher. They'll raise. Same with Kansas. They have, n- I don't say they have nothing to lose because they'll probably drop a couple. As long as they don't lose to Texas, they won't. I don't think drop more than two, uh, more than one seed. They lose to Texas Tech, but they have everything to gain. Teams that automatically win like Kansas State, uh, Texas Tech, and Kansas, um, Baylor. I don't know where they're saying. I'm pretty sure they're on the inside looking out. But these teams, same with Iowa State. Are have everything to gain in this Big 12 tournament, which I love having because when you have a uh, competitive conference, you have stuff like this happen. Next to the SEC conference, you ended up having um, uh, LSU take the top spot over Kentucky, not con- over Kentucky and Tennessee, due to the fact that Kentucky, you know. They lost that tiebreaker to LSU, and um, Tennessee lost to Auburn. So that's what killed them. Lost to Auburn, dropped into the third seed in the tournament. So you have Florida-Arkansas, which is a pretty good game. I, th- I see Florida winning that, and then they go and play LSU, which is another great game. If I can see Florida-LSU in that quarterfinal game, I would love to see it. Because, again, great teams. Um, they play When they play the other... Um, Last week, a couple weeks ago, not last week, like, yeah, like last week, it was a very good game, so I'd like to see that. Missouri-Georgia plays uh, Auburn, so I think Auburn's going to be either team there and play South Carolina, which is going to be another good game where Auburn, I think, could win. And you have Alabama-Ole Miss, when that plays Kentucky. I think Kentucky's moving on no matter what. You then you have Texas A&M play Vanderbilt. Texas A&M's going to win that game. And then they play Mississippi State, which can be a good game as well. And if Texas A&M upsets Mississippi State there, I still see Tennessee um, winning that game. So you have Kentucky, Tennessee. And I think you'll see LSU-Auburn, which would be another great rematch um, on uh, Saturday where the championship's at 11 o'clock Eastern. No, 1 o'clock Eastern. Same time as the A-10 tournament. But, again, you'll you'll get good games at Kentucky-Tennessee, hopefully. I pray for that, and I want to see LSU Auburn. I really do. I really do because there's some great game. Those are some great games, and then the winners of the play the championship of the SEC tournament. So I'm very excited for this because if we get to the semifinals, if we get to the semifinals that we want, we'll see some great, phenomenal games played between uh, those four teams, and then save the best for last. The Pac-12, and people are saying they can get multiple bids. I just think that's delusional. <laughs> LOL. So you had already games played. You had Colorado beat California by five because Colorado almost choked. Arizona lost to USC by 13. Stanford, uh, UCLA, Washington State, Oregon. That, that, that Stanford-UCLA is going to be somewhat competitive, but that Washington State-Oregon game, I think Oregon's going to pull away. I mean, without Bull Bull, I mean, it really hurts Oregon, but again... Oregon, if they have Obol, I see them, like, ranked. Like, he makes a difference, I think. So, yeah, the 
USC is going on to play Washington tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Colorado, California. Colorado is going on to play Oregon State. I want to see Oregon State, Washington, just to see if there's any competitiveness between the one and four. Even though Oregon State's like pretty good record, I want to see the competitiveness between the one and four in that league. UCLA, Stanford, play Arizona State. People saying Arizona State um, could be an at large, which you know, respect for Bobby Hurley. I don't think they deserve one because of how bad the conference was. I know the record's good, but the conference is not where it, it should be. If Oregon had Bowl Bowl and was healthy, they could be a 2-3 seed, and that would really help it. But, again, injuries happen. So, yeah, Oregon-Washington State. And I'm more excited right now for these semifinal games than the final game because I'm pretty sure Washington's going to win it. I don't see that there's a way unless it's Cal, but the Cal already lost because they, they lost to Cal. The best team lost the worst team. It's just, it's messed up, bro. But I'm more excited to see like Washington, Oregon State, or Washington, Colorado, and Arizona State, Utah, because I want to see how these teams fare against each other, and like the style, not the style of basketball, but like the difference in seeding, like how what what it makes a, especially that Washington, Oregon State game, what's the difference between a one seed and a four seed, even though the four seed has a pretty good record, and Washington's is unbelievable, unbelievable with quotation marks. So, the final will be on uh, 10.30 Saturday night. Your tournament champion. And that's the wrap for the Pack 12 So, we went over the awards, A-10 tournament, future game, possibilities, LaSalle, UMass. Pretty much everything on the list. Tourneys punched. Not turn- tickets punched for the tourney already. And, yeah. I mean... Next week, on Wednesday, I'm going to have an NCAA March Madness bracket special for you guys. And it might be a little long like this episode. Like This episode is like four or five minutes longer than the usual <clears throat> episode. But, you know, I like that. I like um, the information I'm giving out, you know. So, <laughs> I hope I like it. You know, I'm doing this whole thing. But, Yeah. Uh, next Wednesday, look out for the next episode. You might not, might not even be in the tournament. I mean, probably won't be in the tournament just due to the odds of them winning the A-10. But I'd still do it because I love it. I want to talk college basketball more. And that might be my season finale. And I'll get into that next episode. But yeah, that's number 11. And it's been a great journey. So as we round up the season, let's... um. Hope Brody can pull one out in the A-10 tournament <laughs> and just play well. Um, as always, Rody, Rody, Rody. <laughs>